Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East soccer, or Mid-East soccer podcast. I am your host, James Dorsey. A recent interview in which Baloch National Movement Chairman Khalil Baloch legitimized recent militant attacks on Iranian, Chinese, and Pakistani targets is remarkable less for what he said and more for the fact that his remarks were published by a Saudi newspaper. Speaking to Riyadh Daily, the English-language sister of one of Saudi Arabia's foremost newspapers, Al-Riyadh, Mr. Baloch's legitimization in the kingdom's tightly controlled media constituted one more suggestion that Saudi Arabia may be tacitly supporting militants in Balochistan, a troubled Pakistani province that borders on Iran and is a crown jewel of China's infrastructure and energy-driven Belt and Road Initiative. Riyadh Daily interviewed Mr. Baloch against the backdrop of heightened tensions between the United States and Iran that many fear could escalate into military conflict. Past indications of Saudi support for religious militants in Balochistan, and suggestions that countries like the United States, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates are united in their opposition to Iran, but differ on what outcome they want maximum pressure on the Islamic Republic to produce. The interview followed publication in 2017 by a Riyadh-based think tank with ties to Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman of a call by a Baloch nationalist for support for an insurgency in the Baloch-populated Iranian province that borders Pakistan and is home to the crucial Indian-backed port of Chabahar on the Arabian Sea. It also juxtaposes with Pakistani anti-Shiite, anti-Iranian militants who operate religious seminaries along the Iranian-Pakistani border reporting stepped-up Saudi funding. The monies are believed to come in part from Saudi nationals of Baloch descent, but the militants suggest the funding has at least tacit government approval. Balochistan has witnessed multiple attacks on its Hazara Shiite minority, as well as in May on a highly secured luxury hotel frequented by Chinese nationals in the Chinese-backed Baloch port city of Gwadar, and a convoy of Chinese engineers, as well as the Chinese consulate in Karachi. Militants killed 14 people in April in an assault on an Iranian Revolutionary Guards convoy and exploded in December a car bomb in Chabahar. Saudi Arabia is also suspected of supporting the Mujahideen Echalk, a controversial Iranian exile group that seeks the fall of the Iranian regime and enjoys support of senior Western politicians and former officials, as well as U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton, prior to his appointment, and ex-Saudi intelligence chief Prince Turki al-Faisal. For now, tacit Saudi support for Baloch militants is likely to be more about putting potential building blocks in place rather than the result of a firm decision 
to wage a low-intensity proxy war. The recent escalation in militant attacks is a direct reaction to Pakistan Army's growing atrocities in Balochistan and China's relentless plunder of Baloch resources, Mr. Baloch said, asserting that the Pakistani part of Balochistan has been occupied by Pakistan since 1948. Mr. Baloch insisted that the Baloch nation is resisting against this forced accession. This insurgency is the continuation of that. The alleged Saudi support, coupled with plans for a $10 billion Saudi investment in a refinery in Gwadar and a Baloch mine, has sparked discussion in Beijing about the viability of China's $45 billion-plus stake in the region's security and stability. Iranian officials see a pattern of foreign support for insurgents, not only in Balochistan, but also among Iran's Kurdish, Arab, and Azeri minorities. Their suspicions are fueled by statements by Mr. Bolton prior to his appointment, calling for support of insurgencies, and Prince Mohammed's vow that any battle between the Middle East's two major rivals would be fought in Iran rather than Saudi Arabia. Complicating the situation along Iran's borders is the fact that, like in the waters of the Gulf, where naval assets are eyeing one another, it doesn't take much for the situation to escalate out of control. That is particularly the case with Iran having shifted tactics from strategic patience to responding to perceived escalation with an escalation of its own. Iran, moreover, has been preparing for a potential covert war waged by Saudi Arabia and possibly U.S.-backed ethnic insurgent groups, as well as the possibility of a direct military confrontation with the United States by building a network of underground military facilities along its borders with Pakistan and Iraq. Iran recently released a video showcasing an underground bunker that houses its missile arsenal. In a further heightening of tension, Iran's Revolutionary Guards attacked on Friday Iranian armed opposition groups in the Kurdistan region of Iraq with drones and missiles. Iranian artillery separately shelled villages in a region populated not only by armed anti-Iranian and anti-Turkish Kurdish groups, but also smugglers. The strikes followed the killing of three Iranian Revolutionary Guards. A spokesman for the Democratic Party of Iranian Kurdistan denied responsibility for their deaths. The risk of escalation is enhanced by the fact that while the United States, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Israel agree on the principle of maximum pressure, they do not necessarily see eye to eye on what the end goal is. While U.S. President Donald Trump appears to want to force Iran back to the negotiating table, Israel and Mr. Bolton are believed to advocate gunning for the regime change, ignoring the risk that the effort could produce a government that is even less palatable to them. That outcome would suit Saudi Arabia, that does not want to see a regime emerge that would be embraced by Western nations and allowed to return to the international fold 
unfettered by sanctions. A palatable government would turn Iran into a Middle Eastern powerhouse with a competitive edge vis-à-vis Saudi Arabia and complicate the kingdom's ambition to become a major natural gas player and sustain its regional leadership role. Writing in the Pakistan Security Report 2018, journalist Mohammed Akbar Notizai warned, the more Pakistan slips into the Saudi orbit, the more its relations with Iran will worsen. If their borders remain troubled, anyone can fish in the troubled water. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, at mideastsoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. All the best and take care.